Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking into wide open. Touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown. Jones is just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent route. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to tell the story of Jets tight end Tyler Conklin, who just signed here $10 million guaranteed. He's going to be one of two tight ends that are going to be brand new for the New York Jets this season. The other, of course, C.J. Ozama, who comes in from the Cincinnati Bengals, but the Jets are going to use a lot of two tight end sets, so Tyler Conklin is going to be very important, and there's nobody I'd rather get the low down on him from than my friend Arif Hassan, who covers the Vikings for The Athletic. Great wit and wisdom in addition to fantastic insight on the Minnesota Vikings. Been looking forward to this conversation, so Arif, thanks so much for coming on, man. I thought you were bringing me on to talk about Brandon Dillon, another former Vikings tight end. Wow, okay, I'm totally unprepared. (laughs) I'm sure we could figure it out on the fly. As they say in the wrestling (laughs) business, we'll call it in the ring, Harif. But I think that Tyler Conklin is worth knowing about, not just on the field, but also his journey to get to where he is. And it's a really interesting journey, Arif, because in high school, growing up in Michigan, he was a two-sport star. He was an excellent basketball player and a pretty good football player, too. But basketball was his first love, and that's what he thought was his meal ticket potentially to a professional career in athletics. So he decided to commit 
to Northwood College, which is a small Division II school. A lot of people thought he was selling himself short, but he wanted that guarantee. He didn't want to have to wait around for a bigger offer, so he takes that one and ends up going to Northwood. But Arif, he gets to Northwood, and it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. He was miserable. He didn't like it. He starts calling his mother every day, like 10 times a day, even with videos and telling her how he can't stand it and he wants to leave and he's thinking of transferring and he wants to play football now. He's decided basketball's not his path. It's football. And his mother had something interesting to say about this. She said, He was trying to push himself to stay there, but he was just really struggling with it. He started kind of saying, I don't know if I want to stay here, and I think I want to play football. And it was an obvious struggle for him and the family because that scholarship was worth $38,000 a year. So I wasn't sure what kind of advice to give, but I'm a counselor and I'm a mother. And my whole thought was, above all else, I want my son to be happy. And so if this is what he thinks will make him happy... I'll support it. So right off the bat, Arif, we have to say those are incredible parents because I can tell you there are very few people that I know that have parents that would look at having free college for four years and say, you know what? No big deal. Just give that up and go be a walk on and chase your dreams somewhere else. They would probably be like, no, 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 no. That's free college. That's a lot of money. You stick it out, buddy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they they might frame it a different way. They might be like, well, you made a commitment, right? Mm -hmm. But really in the back of their head, they're just like, Really? $38,000? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely worked out for him, though. I mean, because he was not a bad basketball player in, in high school. He was accounting for almost half of his team's points. So, um, you know, he, he potentially could have had, I don't know, a, a future as a professional athlete, but he could have had a pretty good college career there. It's kind of bold of him to, to transfer to Central Michigan. And obviously, as a transfer, he didn't get a scholarship offer. He had to walk on. Um, and, uh, and obviously he did pretty well at central Michigan for him to be, uh, become a draft prospect. Yeah, no question. And as far as his basketball trajectory at Northwood, he was a backup guard his freshman year, 1.7 points per game, getting in about 12 minutes per. And so it's not like he was a star right off the batter reef, but eventually he probably would have worked his way into more playing time, but instead he decides he wants to play football. So he remembers that central Michigan had recruited him out of high school to play football. So he calls the guy that recruited him and he says, look, I want to switch to football and I want to go to Division One. Is there any way I can walk on? And the recruiter says, yeah, I think I can get you in here, but I cannot guarantee you a spot. So you can try to walk on. You can go through tryouts, but I can't promise you that you're going to make it. So he ends up going and trying out first as a wide receiver, then as a defensive end, ends up at tight end. Now, he has to sit out a year because of the transfer rules, but when he comes back, he's a tight end. And Arif, it's interesting how things work out because he sat behind a guy who ended up going to the NFL and he had to sort of learn the position. And that's sort of what ended up happening in Minnesota. We'll get to that a little bit later when we talk about Kyle Rudolph. But eventually, he gets his chance after Ben McCord graduates and ends up going to the Detroit Lions as an undrafted free agent. And he has a really big year in 2016, 42 catches. But then going into the next year, when everybody's expecting him to be one of the standouts, he has a Jones fracture in his foot. And this is in August. And so now we're looking at him probably missing the season. He's contemplating taking a medical red shirt, but instead he decides he's going to finish what he started. Whatever he has to do, he's going to get back on the field with his teammates. 
He comes back midway through that season, far ahead of where anybody thought because they figured it was a six-month injury, and he ends up having a major impact. Has career highs in several games, including 10 catches and 136 yards and a two-touchdown performance against Ohio. So this right here, Arif, before we get to what he would do with the Vikings or even getting into the draft and all that, shows you what a relentless player he is and what a relentless person he is. And it would set the stage for what was to come because we're going to get into it later, but there were a lot of challenges and a lot of roadblocks in his way when he got to Minnesota. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you have to remember with all those positions, which is he comes in uh, around, uh, I want to say, 210 pounds. I mean, he's playing wide receiver, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so he has to add weight for every position that he's playing. He ends up uh, around 250, I think, and then he added on a little bit more weight before the combine. Um, and his ability to kind of maintain his movement skills, which we'll talk about a little bit more, I'm sure, but um, was a really important part of his ability to move from defensive end to tight end, which is not as uncommon a a, a college path as as you might think. It happens a a fair amount because those body types are not too dissimilar, but uh, it is still important to be able to change from moving in 10-yard spurts to, you know, 30-yard spurts. You know, he was a big part of that offense by the end, as you alluded to. So um, that's, I think, kind of the interesting thing about the the Northwood to Central Michigan story, right, is because it's not that he was a backup that was the issue. It's that he was having a bad time because he knew mm-hmm. when he showed up in Central Michigan, he wouldn't even necessarily be on the football team, uh, much less, uh, you know, get playing time right away. And they kept kind of moving his position around until they found what worked for him. Um, so certainly that, that's kind of, embedded in in who he is as a player his ability to kind of continue working up and he obviously doesn't mind sharing the field which would be important with cg ozama there um and uh that has just kind of been what i think part of what attracted the vikings to drafting him in the fifth round uh back in 2018 is you know when he was drafted i think spielman was talking a lot about uh former viking general manager rick spielman was talking a lot about um kind of what he brought that that class might have been a bunch of like team captains that year mm-hmm. and, you know, in, and people who kind of filled similar roles on their teams. And so that kind of leadership and that kind of uh, stick-to-itiveness is something that, that really um, attracted the Vikings to him in the first place. And part of what probably attracted the Vikings to him as well is that he finished the season very strong. Seven catches against Wyoming in the Idaho Potato Bowl and then played really well in the Senior Bowl. Had a great 16-yard catch that he caught from the guy that he played against in that bowl game, Josh Allen, who had a lot of respect for Conklin coming out of that game. Really saw a lot in him. So it's interesting how Allen, who was another guy that a lot of people undersold for a long time, couldn't even get a scholarship coming out of high school, ended up up having his start at junior college before working his way to Wyoming eventually rose up the ranks once he got his opportunity and showed what he could do and then Tyler Conklin who obviously went in the fifth round so it's not the same as what Allen was able to do but still two guys that had different paths but had to overcome a lot of hurdles yeah no for sure um and and that has just kind of been um Conklin's career I guess you know obviously uh in, in college he ended up having to work his way up especially coming back from uh, that, that injury he had in, in what was going to be his breakout season, or, or rather right after his breakout season, what was going to be his kind of establishment season. Uh, and then uh, in, uh, in, in the NFL, you know, it took him a while to see the field. He's obviously he's behind Kyle Rudolph, who's going to be, you know, the premier tight end for the Vikings. He doesn't really see the field very much initially for the Vikings. And then he gets an opportunity to make the most of that opportunity. 
of course, Arif, that's the story of his entire journey is making the most of opportunities. We talked about DJ Reed, who came over from the Seattle Seahawks, the cornerback that the Jets just signed. Very similar path in terms of over and over again, having roadblocks in front of him and overcoming them and making the most of opportunities. Talked about how Richard Sherman told him when they were together in San Francisco, your time will come. Make sure that you're ready to step up when that time does come. And to his credit, Tyler Conklin was ready to step up every time he was given the opportunity, but it was going to take a while in Minnesota because his first year, he didn't really play much, Arif. He was behind Kyle Rudolph, who is one of the more established tight ends in the NFL. So his rookie year was not a redshirt year, but it was really a development year, right? Yeah, it really was. And, and he wasn't going to be the second tight end by any reasonable stretch of the imagination either because the way the Vikings ran uh, their two tight end offense that year um, was that they would have an established blocking tight end to go along with him. And so uh, the Vikings brought in David Morgan um, two years prior from UTSA for that role. And by that time, David Morgan had really established himself as a, as a hybrid H-back fullback type, very good blocker. And so Conklin didn't have a lot of opportunities to see the field. Um, he was a little bit lucky that the Vikings um, decided to stick with a, a um, three tight end room and that he was able to make that team. So he did see the field a little bit. I don't think he got even double digit targets that year. And so uh, that that rookie year was certainly one where he had to kind of sit and learn a little bit. But because he was the third tight end on a three tight end <laughs> group uh, for a two tight end offense, he certainly had to always be available at the same time. It was kind of an awkward situation that you know, he had navigated pretty well. And like you said, there was development that had to happen because the Vikings needed tight ends that could block. And Conklin, by his own admission, said that he needed to improve his route running and especially his blocking. In fact, he said the most challenging thing for him was being able to block some of the better defensive ends. He joked about trying to block somebody like Von Miller and saying how it was really going to take a while for him to be able to build up to that point. In 2019, he didn't contribute as much either. Again, you got Rudolph. And in 2019, they also had drafted Irv Smith, who is expected to be the heir apparent to Rudolph as far as the number one tight end spot goes. So at that point, you have to figure Conklin knows he's going to be battling for his NFL life on that roster with Irv Smith coming in and Rudolph there and established. Maybe he's the third tight end, but maybe somebody could even eclipse him there because he was a fifth round pick, Arif. There's no guarantees. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of funny because the the fourth tight end to make the roster that year was Brandon Dillon. <laughs> so <laughs> they've, got, they've got a little bit of experience together. But yeah, no, they, as soon as they lose David Morgan, they add Irv Smith. And, uh, and Irv Smith very clearly was kind of tapped to be um, the, the next Vikings tight end. It, it, what's interesting is that Conklin, um, he was somewhat impressive in, in training camp that year. I think if you take a look through training camp reports in 2019, um, you'll see probably a lot more ink being spilled about Brandon Dillon. He's just kind of more exciting. He's a new guy. He's an undrafted free agent. He comes from like this really small school. Um, but, you know, Conklin obviously ended up having um, a pretty good camp that year. And like you said, you know, there was a lot of things he needed to work on. At, in, at Central Michigan, he was able to kind of win through his athletic advantages. Now, he's not like the fastest straight line guy, but uh, he had a lot of other, he was quick for his size and he was a really good uh, leaper, as you would expect from somebody with a basketball background. He had, he had great vertical. Uh, and so that's how he won in college. And in, in the NFL, um, if you're a tight end that doesn't have straight line speed or established route running, it is just so difficult for you to make an impact on the field, especially if you're not a blocker. And Conklin, I, I would argue, has never become a great blocker. He's certainly improved. Um, and the Vikings demand a lot uh, out of blocking the tight ends. You mentioned that he was blocking defensive ends one-on-one. I mean, that's part of 
the way that they run the play action portion of their scheme is that when uh, when you're rolling out, the tight end is one-on-one with the backside defensive end or the backside edge rusher. That can be Von Miller, right? And sometimes you're not rolling out. Sometimes you're running a play that requires it look like you're rolling out. And, and that puts those tight ends, none of whom are particularly great pass protectors. It, it puts a lot of stress in the offense. Um to, you know, at least hold up against somebody like a Cameron Jordan or a Von Miller or in practice, you know, Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffin. Like th- those are really it's not just defensive ends. It's like some of the league's best defensive ends, uh, making sure that you've got you know the capability to hold up. Uh, and then, of course, the Vikings have been a run first offense for so long that when you've got two tight ends out there, you really expect, you know, both of them to contribute in big ways in the blocking game. And so that there was a lot that the Vikings emphasized that are not what Conklin was skilled at. And so they drafted a guy with a skill set that doesn't quite match what they look for in their backup tight ends. And he was able to adapt himself to that role. Um, despite the fact that they kept on finding players and, you know, to the Vikings credit, that makes sense. He's a fifth round pick. Um, they, despite the fact that they kept drafting players or adding players um, that would slot into those roles before he would. And Arif, he would finally get his opportunity in 2020 because we've been talking about this. It's making the most of opportunities, especially when your guy's a late round pick. You've got to seize the day when you have the chance. And he did because in 2020, Kyle Rudolph had nagging injuries. They plagued him throughout the year. Finally, he ends up sitting down and Irv Smith gets elevated. But so does Tyler Conklin. And they both play really well the last month of the season, giving the Vikings hope that maybe they've got themselves a really strong tandem going forward, paving the way for Kyle Rudolph to get released in the offseason because of how much money he was making. I know a lot of people didn't get a chance to watch those last few games for the Vikings, but Conklin and Smith were pretty impressive, weren't they? I mean, if you had the chance to watch those games, why would you? The Vikings were not particularly you know, entertaining football at that moment. But um, yeah, the Vikings, uh, you know, closed out that season pretty poorly. Um, but Conklin, um, I think Rudolph was injured, uh, you know, with five games left on the season. Conklin ends up starting two of those last four games. And so in those four games, he gets over 40 yards a game. I want to say I don't have it in front of me. Um, but but he, he was getting 40 to 50 yards a game, which is just really remarkable stuff, especially for a guy that is the second tight end now with with Irv Smith, you know, kind of taking over that first tight end role. Um, and he's doing it on, you know, four five, six targets a game. Uh, and so he's doing a pretty good job of converting those targets into catches and making sure that those catches are pretty meaningful in the count. Um, I think he got a touchdown or two in 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 those opportunities as well. And so he was able to kind of show that that he had the capability of being um, a, a diverse skill set kind of tight end that he could, um, you know, be an outlet receiver that somebody who just kind of leaks out into the flat and gives the quarterback an easy opportunity, but he can also, you know, run a deep corner route 22 yards down the field and grab and, and snag a ball there, get open. And so his role in, in that offense um, was, was for him to find ways to essentially replace Kyle Rudolph where Irv Smith was playing in Irv Smith role with or without Kyle Rudolph. And so Conklin ended up having to play kind of that diverse role. Kyle Rudolph at that point in his career had turned into much more of a red zone guy. Uh, and so, uh, you know, Conklin had to adapt to that. You know, luckily that does match his skill set a little bit, even though he didn't grab a, a ton of touchdowns that year. Uh, and, and he was able to kind of carve out an area for himself where you could be kind of excited. And the Vikings were able to to use the that testing ground, those final five games to 
be comfortable moving on from Kyle Rudolph, which they'd already been rumored to do two years prior, but they gave him an extension. And now, you know, they, they can feel comfortable doing that, knowing that they've got a, a tight end group that, you know, they don't have to immediately draft Kyle Rudolph's replacement. They've got two tight ends that they feel comfortable with. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. The Vikings had two tight ends they felt comfortable with going into the 2021 season. They released Kyle Rudolph. But then, as unfortunately happens in the game of football sometimes, Irv Smith has an injury and he's wiped out. So now all they have left is Tyler Conklin. They call the New York Jets and somehow Joe Douglas talks Rick Spielman into giving him a fourth round pick for Chris Herndon, which still boggles my mind, but I don't want to rub (laughs) that in on you too much, Arif. So Herndon and Conklin now are going to be the one-two punch. And people are expecting that Herndon could very well be the number one tight end, but Conklin, as has been the case multiple times, has the opportunity to be that number one tight end and seizes it and has an excellent season. And we talked about how his blocking was very raw and his route running was very raw. But in his breakout year in 2021, he really came into his own in those two areas. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he was a great blocker. Like you said, Arif, he's not Rob Gronkowski as a blocker, but he certainly became a solid blocker and he became a much more polished route runner, leading to a really good year in Minnesota in 2021 and a player that was an afterthought a couple years prior as a fifth round pick, but became a guy that the Vikings wish they could have kept if he hadn't become so expensive. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because uh, 2021 is a year where you ended up having uh, five or six tight ends get over 900 yards, right? And so when you've got four 1,000-yard tight ends, it's very easy to lose sight of the fact that 
um, a 500 plus yard tight end, you know, that used to be pretty hard to find. You'd only get, you know, one tight end a year that would get over a thousand yards. And after that, you're hoping for six, 700 yards from your, your premier tight ends, you know, Darren Waller, for example, last year, he only had 740 yards and he only played 12 games, but still, I mean, that's, that's one of the premier tight ends in the NFL. He gets 740 yards. And so when you take a look at Tyler Conklin, you take a look at his yardage total, you know, for most years, that 590, 595 yards that he got, um, I think would, would lend itself well to, to being the kind of player that you'd be really excited about signing. And it turns out, you know, he's, he's just the second tight end in a two tight end set that ended up taking, you know, that first role. Um, and the Vikings had to adjust their offense. Cause again, Irv Smith and, and Tyler Conklin are very different tight ends in a lot of ways. I mean, Smith is not as great at change of direction, but he is phenomenal speed. And so he's somebody that can get open deep downfield. He also happens to be a very good inline blocker where again, that's an area where Conklin struggles a little bit more. And so the way that you use both of them is very different. And so they had to adapt the tight end role. Um, and again, they want to be a two tight end offense. They don't really have that opportunity anymore. That's one of the reasons that they traded for Chris Herndon. Um, they ended up using um, a, a guy that, they grabbed off of waivers the same day they traded for Chris Herndon, uh, Ben Ellison, uh, North Dakota State tight end. They ended up using Ellison a lot more than they used Herndon. Um, so it says a lot, I think, about Joe Douglas's capability of, of grabbing some picks out of that trade. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it does speak really well to, to what Conklin was able to do. I think he basically got one yard for every pass route he was running, essentially, which is remarkable efficiency for a tight end. You know, because the Vikings, again, they don't pass very often. In 2021, they ended up passing more than they wanted to because they were in so many close games. But um, they generally don't put themselves in a position to to throw the ball all that often. Uh, and when they do throw the ball, the tight ends are pass blocking. I think um, out of all all tight ends that ended up with, um, with a fair amount of targets, um, Conklin may have had the most pass blocking snaps. And so you throw in a hundred or so pass blocking snaps and you realize he's still got 600 yards, 590 yards. That's, that's pretty impressive. He ended up with over 80 targets for the Vikings that year. So um, he, I think availed himself well to, to being the kind of player that, that um, you can rely on um, and, uh, and, and can be efficient and can kind of get you opportunities, especially in that intermediate area, the field that you traditionally ask your tight ends to, to perform in now, like, you know, your Mark Andrews, your Kyle Pitts, your Darren Wallers, they're not going to be, you know, intermediate area to field tight ends. They'll be all three levels and, and you'll get them deep, but that's not who Conklin is, but he's very, very reliable in that intermediate area. I don't know that. I mean, he, he must've had a drop at some point in his <laughs> career with the Vikings. I'm sure. I'm sure he, he was, he wasn't completely flawless in that area, but it is difficult to remember any drops that he's had. Uh, and so in terms of just being a reliable tight end, you know, that's that's something that you can count on with him. Arif, I think we've done a pretty decent job of laying out the journey of Tyler Conklin from his high school days all the way to him signing with the New York Jets as a free agent to play tight end. But you've had some firsthand experiences with him covering him for the Vikings over the last couple of years. Talk to me a little bit about what Conklin was like as a person, because obviously we can talk about his journey, but you had the opportunity to speak to him one-on-one -on -one and to interview him and to ask him questions during pressers and things like that. So fill me in on some of the things that you wouldn't be able to read about necessarily. Sure. Um, just kind of a behind-the-scenes uh, kind of look at, at what it's like to do this job. A lot of times when we think about players in terms of their personalities, we think about how easy it is to get a story from them, right? Right. 
And, and by that, I don't mean if they're going to do something crazy, but rather how open they are, how willing they are to talk about stuff that isn't like a boilerplate quote that you'd feel kind of annoyed to have to put into a story. But that, you know, when you ask a question, you get a fairly direct answer that is somewhat revealing or insightful and stuff like that. And and from that perspective, you know, he was really good. You know, we didn't always have a ton of questions to ask him again. You know, he's a backup tight end that's been elevated to a starting role. You've got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen right there. Um, you've got all these questions you need to ask Kirk Cousins in a season where the Vikings are losing all these close games. So you don't ask Tyler Conklin that many questions. But when you did, I, I thought, you know, he was pretty revealing that players can change when they move from team to team. And so they can either open up or, or close up. I've, I've seen a lot of examples of that. But in my experience, you know, he was um, a really good guy in terms of being able to get, you know, what you needed, right? You know, he wasn't a gregarious personality. You weren't going to always put a camera on him or anything like that. And he wasn't going to be somebody that, that, um, you know, when you're looking for locker room leaders that you're going to, that's the first guy that you're going to look at, right? It's just because, you know, he was kind of filling somebody else's shoes. It's kind of difficult to, to, to take on that role and become, um, you know, a vocal locker room leader, but he also, he always was somebody that if you needed something um, as a journalist anyway, um, you'd be able to get what you wanted. And so he kind of understood that side of the game, which was really nice for us. But in terms of his personality as a person, right, which matters, I think, a little bit more, um, you know, he was always pretty grateful to be in the position that he was. You can always kind of tell that that was at the forefront of of who he is and 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 how he operated. And then he also, um, which, you know, comes with a degree of humility that that comes through, I think, pretty well. But he also was fairly confident in who he was because, you know, as you mentioned, you know, he's basically been reinforced his whole life that when he's given kind of long odds, he's got the ability to step up and perform. And that that is reflected in the way that he talks and speaks. You know, he is confident, but grateful. And he knows that, you know, every kind of moment that he has um, is is a moment that took a lot of effort to get there and 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 sometimes maybe took, you know, um, some intervention from luck, right, in order in order for him to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. And so, um, as, as a person, you know, he's very relatable. He certainly, um, is, is a very easy person to talk to, and he certainly is easy to like. Uh, and so, you know, he didn't always say, you know, you know, these paragraph upon paragraphs of words when you're talking to him, but he always kind of got across what he, what he intended to say and what he meant, which is not actually all that common when you're a journalist talking to football players, because a lot of them are closed up. They don't want to give a quote that might hurt them. Um, or they, they never want to say what they mean just because, there's always this kind of paranoia in the back of your head. Well, if I say something, maybe an opponent can use that or whatever. And, and he always got across what he meant to say, which was really nice. Um, so uh, interacting with him was always a really pleasant experience. I never, some players, sometimes you're like, man, I got to write this story. Right. <laughs> and not, not a um, knock on any player's character at all, but sometimes you, you know, you got to write a story about a player. And like, I got to talk to this player and man, it's going to be like pulling teeth. I don't want to do this. Never had that feeling about Tyler Conklin. Right. Like, players with good personalities that are good people like Trey Wayans, for example, is a good example of that. He's just not, he's just not a press friendly guy. And that's fine. That's not a character knock. He just doesn't talk to the press all that often. And, and, you know, you got to write a story and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to get a quote from this guy. Never had that problem with, with Tyler Conklin. Uh, and so uh, I think he just has an instinct to help, um, which, uh, which in, in this case was very beneficial to me as a reporter, but also I think kind of translates well into how he interacts with everybody around him. Was looking to paint a full picture of what the Jets are getting with Tyler Conklin. We're going to take a look at his film tomorrow with Luke Grant, but today we really got a sense of his journey and what he's like as a person from our friend Arif Hassan, who covers the Minnesota Vikings for The Athletic, one of the best beat reporters in the country. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about 
Tyler Conklin with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out your work, and they absolutely should, and who want to follow you on Twitter, you should be doing that too if you're not already. How can they follow you on social media, and how can they read what you're working on? Sure. Um, yeah, my Twitter is at Arifasan NFL. Kind of a funny name. I'll spell it out: A R I F H A S A N NFL. Um, I don't necessarily recommend following my Twitter. I tweet a lot, but uh, I'd appreciate <laughs> it if you did follow. Uh, and then uh, you can find my work over at the at the Athletic, uh, theathletic.com/slash/arif-hasan. Um, I've got a bunch of pieces up right now. One of them is criticizing the Vikings new regime. So we're <laughs> off to uh, a, a pretty good, strong start. So, um, yeah, definitely follow me in those two areas. I don't really have an Instagram. I don't add people on Facebook. So really the only social that I use is Twitter. Make sure you follow Arif on Twitter or don't. He says you might not want to because he tweets so much. So it's up to you, but definitely read his work <laughs> over at The Athletic. Check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great reviews up there, including one on Tyler Conklin. So if you want to dig in more on his actual film, Luke's got a breakdown there. Plus, we're going to do a breakdown on the show tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of Tyler Conklin information, but it's important because he's going to play a big role in the Jets offense in 2022. So watch the videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, bless you, thank you shirt. The Zach Says Go Long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The Play Like a Jet logo shirt. Caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.